We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. For each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Jesus accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and, moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, the one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will have hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy, with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hello, everyone. My name is Doug. I'm the director of middle school ministries here. And uh, I welcome you. You guys ready to draw? Yeah. A lot of stories. So you may want to divide your paper up into a lot of sections. And then you can draw different pictures of each story. You guys can too. If you would like. I don't promise it to be theologically profound. But I do promise that you will be changed. Better for worse. That's for you to determine. Today's topic. Community. And ironically, this is the fourth time that community has come up as a topic during Youth Sunday. I was having a conversation with Bob and I was explaining to him over the course of a decade of which I've almost been here for. I always bring it to the table of the youth to decide, well, what should our topic be this time? And for some reason, it just automatically comes back to community. Interesting. That a generation sees the church as something so important, as something so large. And maybe there's a little bit of a longing there for them to be a part of that. Maybe they're longing to be a part of this broader community. Maybe they just want to want to be in it so bad that those who have been a part of the church community and specifically ECC for so long forget how many different people there are in community. Well, welcome to our community this morning. As you heard, Michael, good job. Speak or read Romans 15. It's a great passage. Um, If you do an exercise 
in your brain as I do it out loud. Think of so many different things that community is. Example, for me, community is Bloomington. Community is Monroe County. Community is the campus of IU. Community is IU basketball. Community is the great restaurants I go to. Community is the familiar streets I drive down. Community are those signs I see every day. Community is the garden that we have here. Community is Mother Hubbard's Cupboard, Backstreet Missions, YMCA, Habitat for Humanity. Community are ACG groups. That actually has community in it, right? Community is the youth group. Community is us. You and me. So as we dive into this scripture, well, think about ways in which you are community. And the community is something that you can relate to. Verse 1 says, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. And not to please ourselves. John's message last week really touched on greatness and being first or last. And and this idea of last. I encourage you to listen to it online or pick it up if we have copies. I don't know. The strong or the weak. The interesting thing is that we are to be a community if we are strong, maybe in intellect, to help those who may not have an understanding of biblical concepts or possibly just the everyday things to help them along. Or if maybe we're strong financially to provide in such a way that those who are weak may have more of an opportunity to live well. And those who are maybe strong in the social context of the world maybe could partner with those who may not be. I'm an introvert. Believe it or not, I'm not an extrovert. Sometimes stepping into new situations is tough for me. I need a little help at times. Joel Neese is really good at that. He's a great friend who has almost always, helped me usher into social situations. He's just a great communicator. Other friends are like that here that I have at this church who just are great at that, making me feel at ease in larger groups. Hmm. The strong and the weak. However, sometimes the weak can judge the strong. They can have pride and say, "Ah, I don't need help. And then sometimes us as a community and those who are strong in it have contempt for the weak and say they can do it on their own. Maybe not the best example of what community is. My first experience at camp was when I was a kid. We're talking about camp. And it was probably around first or second grade. I went to, it's called Lake Swan. It was down in Florida. 
And something happened, whether it was a social, emotional issue that I had or whether I tripped and fell. I don't know, got stung in my ankle, but my ankle was hurting. I'm looking at Matt because we're now thinking about, uh, you know, several kids that maybe their ankle was hurting and then they couldn't move. But really, I was just missing home, maybe. Um, And dealing with that emotion and I didn't know how to express it. And so I told my counselor, I can't move. It's swollen. Does it hurt when I touch it? Yes. I'm not even touching it, but it hurts. And here's me on, you know, on the cot and I'm just like, ah. But yet this stronger counselor picked me up, threw me on his shoulders. And I vividly remember this. I was carried around all day. It makes me think of Daniel Morton and Zach, doesn't it? In counselors that have came through Camp O that we have seen many times do the same thing. Take younger people and help them have an experience spiritually, socially, camp-wise, and just make it fun and exciting and help them deal with those emotional issues, bringing them into a community, bridging the gap of generations and encouraging them and the relationship with God to flourish by just giving them a piggyback ride. And sometimes we need it. And we can't be too prideful to ask. And we can't have too much contempt for those who need it to act. We are strong as a community. And we are weak. That's why... We need each other. Hmm. Ephesians 4, 1 through 7 says with this, walk in a manner worthy of your calling with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain unity. You know, verse 2 in Romans goes on and it says, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. We live in a society that is all about self-preservation. Right? Neighbor or fences make good neighbors. You heard that one? Or hedgerows, big arbovitas make good neighbors. A gate with a sign, beware of dog, makes good neighbors. Unruly kids in your yard make good neighbors. We'll keep everybody away. That was a joke. Um. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Because I was thinking about unruly kids and what that would look like. What do they have, machetes going out there? (laughs) Who would give their kid a machete? Just joking. My dad would. (laughs) He gave me one when I was nine. No joke. That's a true story. Later, later, later. It just keeps going. Uh, Please, his neighbor... For his benefit. It's funny because it could also be said that staying in your house makes for good neighbors. Or living... Well, let me just go on with another story. I was down for my dad's 65th birthday party. And um, as me and my sisters were driving around Florida... Sorry, I used to live down in Florida. That's where I went. Uh, South Florida has become this Mecca or this gated community metropolis. So you drive down one street and there's a gated community and a gated community and a gated community. And, oh, look, there's another one. 
And they have, some of them have giant gates. Some of them just have smaller, you know, ones that go up. And it really is just about preserving their self. This idea of safety. This idea of, hey, we're not going to let anybody in. I lived in one of those gated communities when I lived down there, and it was just this guy, random. Every day was a new guy. I don't know if they just had a hard time employing the same person or if it was just they had so much in the rotation with, you know, their company. But they just didn't seem to think that I actually lived there. I don't know if it was the way I dressed or because I drove a bad car um, or that I was a college student. But I'm like, yes, I live here. They're like, ID, please. I was like, just call my parents. Many occasions, that was the case. But such is our life. Sometimes in this world of self-preservation and sometimes in this world of community, we kind of lock the gate of our lives. And we don't allow our neighbor to come in. Now, whether that's your physical neighbor that lives in the house to the right or left of you, or whether that is the neighbor that's sitting in the seat to the right or left of you, neighbor is, for me, the closest person in proximity to you at all times. So, what is my attitude toward my neighbor? Am I going to live in a gated community? Am I going to let them in? Or open up a dialogue, and, and not just open up a dialogue for this idea of community, but to act in such a way to that neighbor as to benefit his or her life. To benefit his or her life. To look out for your neighbor. To look out for the person to the right or left of you. It's easy with kids. You grab their hand. Hey, don't walk off the curb. It's a busy street. I'm looking out for you. But what about an adult? That that gets a little bit harder, I know. I've had some great mentors here, uh, both on staff and just in lay people here at ECC. And one in particular individual has done such a fantastic job in coaching and helping me look out for my best interests. It's Bob. So Bob has helped me develop my life, really. Uh, He's taken moments to just say, Doug, I don't think that would be a good idea. Or maybe you should have thought about this. Or what about this? Are you thinking about this? And maybe... And maybe sometimes I took it as advice and sometimes I didn't. And I tell you what, the times I did worked out a lot better. It's the experience, though. And such in community and in relating to our neighbors, such should our attitudes be. To better the person. Because if I'm always looking out for my neighbor, then I tell you what, my community is going To become stronger, greater, better. But if I'm always looking out for myself, yeah, I may become stronger and greater and better, but what about the community? What happens to that? Page turn. 
Romans 12, 9 through 10 says this, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Neighbors, are we neighborly? Are we looking out for the benefit of others? Are we engaging people or are we kind of locking that gate up? Those who are strong, we have, a, we have an obligation to bear with the weak. We have an obligation to take care of our neighbor. Again, John's sermon last week was fantastic about outreach and service. Again, encourage you to look at that or listen to it. And then we jump down to verse 5. It says this, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus. May the God of endurance and encouragement. Why do we need encouragement? Why, why do we need endurance? Why is God that individual to draw from? Because loving my neighbor is difficult. I wasn't one to run. You, you, my stature is smaller. My stride is smaller, right? Josiah, you're a great runner. You run fast. Doug runs slow. Seventh grade. This is how slow. I'm really having a conversation with you now. Um, <clears throat> seventh grade. Hey, Doug, you're on the track team. Good job. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever. That was probably how it sounded. And the coach is like, all right, one mile. Do the one mile in the 880. I was like, oh, great. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm in seventh grade. I got lapped on like my second meet, maybe my first. I got lapped twice <laughs> by a guy in pink shoes. This dude must, I kid you not. I was like, go pink shoe guy once. And then I was like, oh my gosh, pink shoe guy, you're doing it again. I was that slow. I vividly remember the pink shoes and this guy just striding it out. He must have ran a four, I don't know, something, three, some. I, what do you run, Josiah? It's probably the same. This is a quick guy. Endurance for me is like minimal when it comes to running. And sometimes in life. When you have to deal with the same issues that your neighbor brings to you, or, or if you have to deal with just the same idea of community, and maybe community is going nowhere, and you're getting fed up, and it's just like, come on, let's move the bus. It gets tough. But here's where Paul inserts this, you know, may the God of endurance and encouragement remember we draw our encouragement and our endurance from him. And then he goes on to say, may he grant you all and you individually to live in such harmony with one another. It says in accordance to Christ. There's a key factor right there. There's what bonds us. There's what unifies us. Jesus. Unification is it. Self-preservation is not. I had bees. That's right. I had bees. I got a hive of bees about two years ago. Bees are the most fascinating creatures, I think. I went to a bee class and I was like, eh. my wife's like, hey, let's go to this bee class. Let's do honey. I was like, come on, seriously? Go to the bee class, hooked in about like five minutes. Loved it. I was like, dude, we're doing it. She's like, I don't know. It's pretty expensive. Let's do it. Table turned. She does that to me all the time. She's smiling. Maybe not. 
So we got bees. <laughs> and the hive is going great. And every Friday it was open the beehive day. Yep. So we take the lid off. I take the lid off. And I just stand there and watch them. And I would watch them for an hour and a half. Do you have a life, Doug? I did not at that time have a life. It was all about the bees. And the thing about bees is they take care of themselves and and they clean the hive and they get rid of all the debris and they're going out and they're foraging and they're bringing back and they're feeding the larvae and they're making, they're making the queen the strongest thing, you know, and the hive, they want it to be strong and, and survive all the variables in life that are difficult. Unlike chickens. This is, uh, this is true. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I have to censor it now because the kids are in the room, but, you know, chickens. Unlike chickens, who, you know, you've heard the pecking order, it's true. Our, uh, our two-year-old hen, yeah, she's a Rhode Island red. She will peck your face off. Don't get near her. And she kind of runs the whole coop. And you throw a new bird in there, they're on that new bird like white on rice, man. Boom! You are the last person in here and I will attack you. And you will know you are insignificant and the last in line. Unlike bees, who will take care of each other, who will care for the larvae and the young, who will make sure they will grow strong and big. Don't be a chicken. Um, not like scared or anything, but. But you see this idea of unity that I think we should have. That I think we should grasp. That I think our one unifying factor is Jesus Christ and the redemption that he offers through his death on the cross and the resurrection. That one thing should bring us together in such a way that we should make one another stronger, which makes the community stronger, in which then makes the kingdom of God more relevant, makes the kingdom of God larger, which glorifies God himself. I had a lot more stories about that chicken. So if you want to talk later, you can talk to me or my wife. Back to Ephesians 4, 2 through 6, as maybe I mentioned earlier, maybe I didn't. It says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Last point in verse 7, we're running out of time. Are you drawing chickens? Is it, did anybody draw a chicken? Who drew a chicken? Raise your hand. Who drew a bee? Anybody drew a bee? Good. Good. You can draw a house. This one next. You can draw a house. Here's the next picture if you would like. Uh, it says this, verse 7. Um, lost it. It says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Uh, other translation says... Uh, accept one another as Christ has accepted you. There's this idea of 
being welcoming and accepting into a community. My wife does a great job of keeping our home very welcoming. I don't because I make it dirty. But it's organized in such a way that when you walk in, at least I feel warm and cozy, and, and especially during the winter because we got a fire and you can sit down, and people who have been to our house, they've always commented, hey, your house is so cozy. Thanks, man. That makes me feel good. I want my actual house to be welcoming. I give that credit to my wife. And such should be the community of God, the community here at ECC, to be welcoming, to be cozy. You know those people that met you for the first time and they just give you a hug? I love those people. I'm not one of those people. I'm like, hey, don't touch me. Nice to meet you. But you know, Rob's one of those guys. Rob's a guy, you meet him for the first time, hey, yeah, I'll give you a big hug. Love hugs from Rob. If you need a hug, go see Rob. I had a friend down in Florida. This is my last story. His name was Wes. And he was, a, he was one of those guys. He was a guy that, when I was doing ministry down there, he basically took me into his house for about six months. Him and his wife and his two kids. So welcoming, opening up his door to me so I could stay there before I got an apartment. Or I think it was between the transition from there to here 10 years ago. But it was one of those things where he just said, here. And he didn't have a lot. He had a spare room. But it was just the sense of being welcome to that house. The sense of belonging. And for a short time... In my mind, I was like, well, why would I live anywhere else? And then I realized, oh, yeah, he lives here in his family. I don't live here. But it's that. And I hope for us, and I hope for this community, that we can be a people... That because of Christ and what he has done in us, redeeming us... We can become a people that are welcoming others. That are growing one another stronger. That are bringing others along. That are asking for help. In such a way that others will see the love that Rachel Campbell so graciously shared. Which is important. So others will follow. So others will join the kingdom of God. And so that in the end, and Revelation points a, or paints a great picture of this, we can all stand together with one voice and say, Hallelujah, God, you reign. And it is because of you that we are all here. Community is important. So what is community to you? Don't answer. It was a rhetorical question. But think about it. For me, it's God, Christ, me, you. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace.
We thank you that we can be together in all our differences, in our diversity. Whether we're young or old or in between. I thank you that you have shown us your son. And I thank you that under that, we can have such a fantastic fellowship here at ECC and globally. Father, right now, I just pray that you will bless us immensely with your presence and with your grace. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.